So please, Avengers, don't sue us. We don't have money. <laughs> that stoners will be stoned. And then the car just floors it, and it's just... It gets, like, the hell out of there real fast. It crosses like a medium. Remember how I explained there's a difference between... Oh, haunted house scream, and a, I am about to die scream. Well, I believe that this is more of a I'm about to die scream. Michael kicks the door, the driver's side door open, hits the gun. She flips it around and blows her own brains out. I'm like, are you kidding me? No problem, Ryan Reynolds. Anything for you. Empowering herself with the power of penis. Yes, yes, it's very weird. If you are in a haunted house that has the walls covered with oil, that should be a red sign. This is a haunted house, not a goddamn O'Reilly's Auto Parts. This can only be one of two things. It's either a video game world, kind of like GTA, or it's Detroit. Yeah, when you turn on the serial killer that you were interviewing for your news reporting TV show, yeah, you're kind of fucked. another episode of Tyler's Thursday Takes, where on this week we are going to be reviewing the 2022 blockbuster film that shocked the nation, Morbius, the movie that absolutely everybody is in love with. <laughs> the whole reason that Morbius has kind of gotten this, I guess, cult following is because nobody takes it seriously, <laughs> but that's part of the beauty in it. Anyways, Morbius has a 5.2 out of 10 rating on IMDb, and it stars the likes of Jared Leto as Dr. Michael Morbius himself. We have Matt Smith as Lucius Crown, Dr. Morbius's very rich, very influential friend. And we also have Adrian Arjona as Martine, basically Dr. Morbius's required love interest. But that has nothing to do with the movie itself. The whole movie is just a cinematic masterpiece (laughs) based on who you ask. So Morbius starts off in good old Costa Rica with Dr. Morbius is trying to find these bats because you can tell he's got polio. And just in case you didn't know, he's a doctor. Set the trap at the mouth of the cave, please. Are you a doctor? I am a doctor. So yes, after landing in Costa Rica and acquiring his bats, we then get a little flashback into his young childhood, where he first meets Lucius Crown, who he calls Milo, because... Everybody who has polio is just the same person in his eyes. It's kind of a running theme. And when they're at their little halfway house for polio kids, they see people outside who make fun of them because they have polio. (laughs) I don't know, it's really weird. But as they're sitting there, 
Milo, he just goes by Milo for the rest of it. His real name's Lucius Crown, and he's, like, really rich. But since Morbius just wants to call him Milo for some reason, he goes by Milo. So Milo then begins to flatline because his machine that pumps his blood and stops him from dying basically just decides to stop. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and so now, Morbius has to fix the machine. And how does he fix it? With a pen. He literally just fixes it with a ballpoint pen because he's that smart. Lucian! Lucian! With one of these? It took a team of scientists to build that machine and you fixed it with a ballpoint pen. So yes, as you can see, he is what they call very smart. And immediately after this, we basically jump to him getting the Nobel Peace Prize where he looks like a homeless man. And basically here, his disdain for, I guess, authority or something, he doesn't really seem to care because he jokes about it with another polio patient who he sees as himself. I don't know. He he has a very, very close connection with anybody who's ever had polio because anybody who's ever had polio, I guess, isn't a bad guy. I don't know. <laughs> His reasonings were a little bit weird. But he basically just kind of, he wins the Nobel Peace Prize because he made the synthetic blood, which, good thing we can use that and still get that, that PG rating because we want all the money, Sony. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sony, instead of just putting blood in there and so he makes this fake blood it's it literally just looks like blue goo and that's why he won his nobel peace prize but he doesn't want the nobel peace prize he wants to cure polio and so he goes back to his main office he makes a lot of money where miss martin finds his big old aquarium of bats He's like, how did you find my bat aquarium? She's like, you have a massive bat aquarium in the middle of your office. How could I miss it? And basically, he tells her if he can splice the DNA from the vampire bats as regenerative abilities to where he can heal himself to where polio will no longer be an issue. But you can't test this in the United States. It's inhumane. So they go out into national waters where nobody has jurisdiction, and that's where the pirates live. <laughs> he becomes a doctor pirate, but they're all out in the middle of the ocean. He gets the perfect sample, injects it with him, and let's just say it's Mormon time. Hi, Cole. Where is he? Don't move. What the hell? Everybody down to the lab now. Roger that. Don't so yes, it is now Morbin time. He basically goes into this frenzy where he just starts killing people. And since we show all the deaths on this channel, um, let me just find the best way to go through it because we're about to raise our death count pretty high. So 
Yeah, that was basically the 30-minute segment of him going through and killing everybody on this boat. Because I don't want to see y'all have to sit here and wait this entire time for me to go through this. Because he just kills everybody on there, so we're up to seven. He goes into his vampire rage and just starts killing absolutely everybody. And he wakes up looking jacked, by the way. Polio did a number on his body, but the vampire stuff made him absolutely Chris Hemsworth, Jack. For no reason. And he wakes up, realizes that Martine is knocked out. He figures out what he did because he's super smart. And he's like, I can't be here. I need to leave. And so when the ship arrives, he's already off the boat. And everyone starts looking around. And they're like, what happened? Did Dr. Morbius, the man with polio, kill everyone? But they also realize that the blood is drained from almost basically everybody. And so because of that, they begin to try to look for Dr. Morbius. But they can't find him because he's disappeared. But where is he disappeared to? His giant doctor office. <laughs> Because he finds out that even though this has made him absolutely jacked in a unit with the After Effects smoke logo. (laughs) But it also requires him now to drink blood. So he gets to his office where he just so happens to have all of his blue goop that he made. Because I also keep my blue goop in my office. And he drinks it and he realizes that it keeps the, I guess, vampire urge away. But... He's starting to wonder how long can he last without taking blood. Because if he goes into a vampire rage, he can't control himself. So he starts trying to time it. And at this point, Lucius shows up and helps him out of this cage that he put himself in. So he can test to see how long he lasts. And he has to drink the blood. And Lucius is like, you're walking. We can walk. Just help me walk. Because he also has polio. And Dr. Morbius is like, no, it'll make you a monster, you can't. Which at this point, I feel like you should just let him, but also y'all can go through this together. Y'all can both be vampire boys and work on it together as friends. What? What what is it? I made a terrible mistake, Milo. We won't make mistakes, don't worry about it. Right, you never made one like this before. Michael, enough. Just give it to me. I need it. I can't live like this any longer. Please. I can't. What do you mean you can't? I can't. I need this. I've done things, Milo. So they get into this big massive falling out. And basically Milo leaves. And at this point, Dr. Morbius is all mad and upset. Because his best friend got mad at him. Because he wouldn't give his friend the secret to immortality. (laughs) And... So we cut later on into the day, Morbius is trying to control his power a little bit more, and we get this scene of this nurse in this hallway, you can tell something's coming after her, but the lights keep going out, and we find out the next morning that, ring-a-ding-ding, she has been murdered. So now because of this, the police show back up and they're like, it's got to be Dr. Morbius. It's the same thing that was on the ship. She's been drained of blood. We got to go find him. And so they go and chase down Morbius. And even though he's got all these super vampire powers, they still manage to catch him. 
and put him in jail. Because, yeah. And so now that he's in jail, he gets visited by Lucius. And Lucius uh, kind of understands what's going on. He's like, look, you didn't, you didn't kill that woman. There's no way you could have. I know you, Michael. You wouldn't do that. And he's like, no, this is, this is the best place for me until I can control it. And so he brought him some blood. But they give us a little Leonardo DiCaprio little look at that moment. Where when Lucius leaves, he realizes, Lucius forgot his cane. That silly motherfucker. How did he, he has polio. He can't walk without his cane. Unless he stole some of the vials that Dr. Morbius had in his office to make him Morbius (laughs) 2.0. So yes, it was actually Milo who killed that nurse. And it wasn't Morbius. And Milo is kind of letting Morbius take the fall for it because he's got the perfect the perfect setup where he doesn't have to worry about it because everyone thinks it's Dr. Morbius. But that doesn't work too well because not too long later, Morbius breaks out of the out of the prison. So I guess he wasn't there to keep him safe or keep other people safe from him because he immediately broke out. He catches up to Milo, and we get big CGI fight scene. And just because Milo is a dick, at the end of this CGI fight scene, he kills six officers. Is it to feel his vampire powers? Well, he drinks the blood of one, but mainly it's just to, I can kill people. So look, watch me kill people. Anything you say. You, don't move. Look, 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 look. Of the suspect. I used to say, live a little. So, yeah, our death count is now all the way up to 14. And so, immediately after killing these police, What's his nuts? Milo decides he's going to fight Michael. And Michael's like, I don't want to fight you. So instead of fighting him, Dr. Michael Morbius decides it's Morbin time. And he just kind of um, flies away (laughs) because of the wind from the subway air station allows him to fly. I don't know, this whole scene is really weird because it's just kind of covered in that Adobe After Effects smoke effect that you can buy for like $5 off the template site. And so he flies away and everybody thinks that it has to be Dr. Morbius because they don't know about the other guy. And so the search continues for Dr. Morbius to stop him from killing more people, which he definitely did not do. And now, Dr. Morbius uses his Dr. Morbius powers to realize that people are using counterfeit money at this little dinner place that he went to with with Martine. And he follows these people all the way back and gets their little counterfeit station and somehow rearranges the entire thing to make it a secret lab. Because remember how he fixed that you know, blood machine with a ballpoint pen. Well, he can now turn a counterfeit machine 
into a machine that absolutely <laughs> recreates his venom, I guess. And speaking of venom, there's this wonderful part. And a pretty little stinky pinky. <laughs> Who the hell are you, man? They, I, You can go now. Ah, look, it's funny because he did the thing that, you know, Venom did and that movie did so good. So why don't we do the same thing? Because, yeah. And I don't completely hate this. It's not bad. They managed to kind of build a little bit of the universe in a joke. Like, it's not coming out and saying, look, there's a picture of Spider-Man. He just kind of makes an offhand reference like, I am Venom. Just kind of showing that, hey, that Venom exists here. He exists in this universe. What I do hate, though, is a scene that immediately follows him turning this counterfeit machine into millions of dollars worth of equipment is the scene showing you that Milo is now healthy. And so he does this kind of workout dance thing, shirtless. I don't know. I'm going to make you experience it because I had to. And so the reason that Milo did this whole thing was because he was getting all dressed up and nice and ready to go and look good to go to the club. Because he can walk now, so he must be irresistible. You know, all the ladies love that walking. <laughs> and so he goes to the club, hits on this girl, and then kind of gets in a fight with these three guys. But he doesn't fight them at the bar because he can walk now. <laughs> and you see the three guys leave the bar, and Milo's up there in his vampire form until he gets ready to drop down onto them and... You don't immediately see it, but it's implied that he kills them. So we're just going to go ahead and add the DC up to death count up to 17. There's no audio from it because he just kind of goes and falls. And so Martin has to go and get the serums and stuff from Dr. Morbius's lab. But of course Milo is waiting on her there because Milo is everywhere because he can walk. And so he goes... And confronts her, basically saying, you know, I'm going to get both of y'all. I will find Michael. I will stop you. Like, I'm going to do everything that I can to destroy y'all. And so, of course, they don't find him. And now Martine's house is being raided by the police because they're looking for Morbius. And they know that Martine is connected to her. And so... She's gone, and they're both kind of fugitives. And so now Martine and Morbius are hiding in the little underground counterfeit layer that they've somehow managed to make into all the scientific equipment from a couple printers, a couple monitors, and, like, maybe one computer. So 
now they're trying to figure out what they can do to reverse this curse. CCTV. I'll go grab the footage. I don't want you to have to move or anything. All right, check this out. Wait, wait, wait. Zoom in. That hole right there. That's not the doctor. That's what these bloodsuckers do. They multiply. Breaking news on the Lower East Side where three people have been killed. So yes, as you can see, it's not the doctor. It's some weird British guy they didn't find out. And so, now they're kind of on to it. They're like, it's not... Dr. Morbius, or at least not just Dr. Morbius, it's other people too. And so now, Milo, because of the absolute douche that he is, the doctor who was helping them since they were kids with their polio, he comes and visits Milo, and Milo's just like, I'm cool now, I can walk, I'm better than you. And I would say he kills him, but he he slashes his stomach and like slashes his throat but he doesn't die he is able to call morbius morbius is able to make his whole way there and then he dies nicholas nicholas Go to a hospital. You have to stop him. And so immediately after doing this, Milo just decides, I'm just going to kill everybody that Morbius likes. That way he's forced to be my friend because then we'll be vampire buddies again since that worked so well the first time. And so he kidnaps Martine. And he's like, I know you can hear me, Morbius, because we can hear everything because we can walk now. And basically he stabs her and he's like, come do something. And he leaves her there to die, but then he kind of like disappears. So he wasn't just there. And so Morbius deciding that he's going to, you know, use this chance to make himself super strong, he decides to actually feed on her in her last dying breaths. And so now she dies, but not really, because she bites his lip and drinks his blood, which will make her a vampire, because nobody saw that one coming. So death count stays at 18. But now we get the big CGI fight. And when I say big CGI fight, I mean like big CGI fight. <clears throat> because you think of CGI fights, think of like Venom versus Carnage, think of like Spider Man versus. I don't know, Dr. Octopus or something like that. No. You want to see biggest CGI fight? Is this. Imagine all that smoke that's been going on throughout the movie. In a fight scene. And then at the end, 
Dr. Morbius is able to be Aquaman, but for bats, and he talks to the bats, and they come to help him, and he's able to defeat Milo by stabbing him with a shit ton of anthrax. I'm not, I don't know if it's exactly anthrax. It's, it's very poisonous. He stabs him with this very poisonous thing because he's a doctor and he made it. And we get our final death of the movie. Michael, you can't kill me. It's me. You can't kill me. You gave me my name. Remember. I remember everything. I'm sorry. And so now he kills him. And that's it. It's the final death of the movie. They all just kind of decide to turn away from Dr. Morbius now. He just kind of goes and does his own thing. Because they're like, he's not that bad of a guy. But that is now death numero 19. And actually, I missed one here at the very end. The uh, 20th is the death of this franchise. (laughs) Because they could have done so much with this. And they just kind of flopped. But, you know, sometimes things like that happen. And let's get right on into this review. Alright, so for the plot, I went ahead and gave it a 1.5. It was okay. I mean, guys with polio need to want to cure polio. But at the same time, he becomes a vampire. And then his friend, who also kind of has the same tendencies as him, becomes evil though. So the plot kind of loses itself halfway through there. That's why it's only a 1.5 and not anything higher. Acting, it's also a 1.5. This could be a product of just bad movie. They don't do a terrible job of like, you know, actually making it believable. But when you're just kind of like doing all this weird stuff, I don't I don't see how how any of this makes any sense. And I understand it's not the actor's fault. They tried their best, but it's gonna keep it at a one point five. Cinematography gets a one. It would be a lot worse because of the smoke, but it is a Sony movie, so they've got all the good technology. So be be happy you got a one here, Sony. <laughs> I could have gone lower. I would have. If you weren't using like multi-thousand dollar cameras. So just be thankful. Because that smoke. And all that CGI. Ruins it. <laughs> you can't tell what's going on. And for my bonus point. It's getting the full point. Because it's Morbin time. <laughs> so if you do all the addition. And counting it all up. It is 5 out of 10. Which is a little bit lower. Than what 
IMDb had it, which was 5.21 out of 10. It's a movie. If you want to go and shut your brain off for a little bit and just watch vampire dudes with polio fight, go for it. This might be your favorite movie ever. But it just kind of lacks when it comes to actual sustenance. They went way too overboard with CGI. And because of that, it's it doesn't get a higher rating from me. If you want to go watch it, go watch it. It It's right at that halfway point for me. So a lot of you are probably going to really like it. A lot of you are going to probably really dislike it. The whole reason this thing has any type of following whatsoever is because it's bad. And everybody keeps just keeps the meme alive. Sony actually re-released this movie because they thought people wanted to see it again, only for it to fail again. <laughs> so that should really tell you something. One, about the fact that meme culture can keep something alive when it's not really alive. And two, corporate heads don't know what people want. They have no idea what's going on. So that is my rating for Morbius. If you want to go watch it, go for it. Just remember, it's Morbin time. I'd like to give a shout out to my girlfriend, Future Wife, who I went and watched this movie with in the theater, so I got the full morbid experience. God. And shout out to everybody who's continuing to listen. I know it's been a little rough with getting this podcast out. I've just been dealing with some stuff recently, but here we go. It is it is finally out, and I will have another one this week to make up for it. But thank you to everyone who stopped by and listened, everyone in Thailand who's still listening. Shout out to Anchor for sponsoring this podcast. And remember, if you ever have polio, don't. Because it's morbid time. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.